Since the election of Donald Trump, the GOP has held a stranglehold on power in Washington. That now changes. As the Democrats prepare to take back control of the House, the president and the GOP are preparing for chaos. So if you thought 2018 was a wild ride, wait till 2019. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today is Bloomberg Businessweek columnist and author of this week's cover story, Josh Green. Thanks for joining us again, Josh. Good to be back. The Democrats controlled the power in the House for the first time since 2010. How would you describe the differences between this new class and the one we had the last time they were in power? Well, I think there are two big differences. Number one, the new class is much less experienced than the one in 2010. There's been a lot of turnover uh, in the Democratic caucus and the Republican caucus, too. But so you have this this influx of of 60 or so new Democratic members uh, who obviously don't have any experience governing in the House. So that's one big difference. I think the other big difference is that uh, in 2010, you had a Democratic president. And now uh, you have a very controversial Republican president. So the focus in 2010 for Democrats um, was to uh, legislate and get as much passed as possible. And that's when we saw uh, laws like mm-hmm. the Affordable Care Act and the Dodd-Frank financial reforms passed. Now I think the chief focus is going to be on oversight and investigating uh, President Trump and his administration. You know, one similarity we do have is, of course, Nancy Pelosi. And it seems at the moment she's bound to be the Speaker of House once again. But how would you classify her chances of retaking the gavel right now? Well, I, I think her, her chances are fairly good. I think it's more, more likely than not that she will, um, uh, partly because she has more support than anybody else in the caucus right now, uh, and partly because there doesn't seem to be a viable alternative. I have overwhelming support uh, in my caucus uh, to be Speaker of the House, and certainly we have many, many people in our caucus uh, who uh, uh, could serve in this capacity. I happen to think that I, at this point I'm the best person for that. Uh, we've actually seen this cycle of, of, of kind of partisan rebellions play out on the other side. You know, Republicans going back to mm-hmm. 2012, 2013, you had these kind of Tea Party House Freedom Caucus uprisings um, that, that imperiled uh, Speaker John Boehner's job. Eventually, Boehner left. But the problem with all those revolts was that they never had uh, an alternative candidate. And so far, I don't see one for Democrats. You recently wrote for Bloomberg how important it is for Democrats to take back control and not screw it up. That was the headline. If the old guard and the new guard can't agree pretty much right away on Nancy Pelosi, are they doing just that and and screwing things up right out of the gate? Well, I think there's certainly a potential that they'll screw things up out of the gate if they have a a big, ugly leadership fight and can't get it settled. Um, One of the things Democrats did before the election was to put off the leadership elections for another another few weeks. So there's time for this to sort out. But certainly if we go into the next Congress in January and Republicans are in open warfare, that doesn't bode well for their chances to work together um, to, to act as a break on, on, on Donald Trump and Republicans. But like you said, she is most likely going to get the gavel back. So the true test uh, for the 116th Congress is when they convene in January, because that's when the House Democrats officially have the power of the subpoena. What types of investigations are you looking at to start you know, come January? Well, I mean, I think we've already seen a lot of them laid out. I mean, one is there's going to be a concerted effort by Democrats, I think, to, to protect the Mueller investigation. Um, there is going to be investigations in the House into potential Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. Uh, you know, all of these things have been investigated in the first two years of Trump's presidency, but they were done uh, under Republican leadership that seemed intent upon not investigating very deeply. And so, Democrats have requested all sorts of subpoenas that were denied under Republicans. Now they have subpoena power themselves. They have the power of the gavel, and they can go back and look at some of these things and see. The other thing you'll see is looking into Trump's finances and mm-hmm. effort to get his tax return. 
uh, and also uh, efforts to look at how Trump has rolled back regulations, tried to uh, undermine or sabotage the Affordable Care Act. Uh, and, and the last thing I think, and this is an important one, is that there will be an effort to look at um, Republican efforts to to limit voting. Um, the first bill, you know, it's not just all oversight. There's also legislation. I think the mm-hmm. first package of House bills will be voting reforms and campaign finance reforms uh, designed to push back against some of those Republican efforts. So let's talk about that legislative agenda, because it, they, they do have to govern. They just can't investigate. So what else is on the strategy uh, to-do list for them? Well, if you look at uh, the list of camp- uh, things that Democrats campaign on, I think the biggest one of all is health care. You know, health care appeared in something like 60 percent of pro-democratic political ads in the election's closing weeks. Uh, that was the issue the Democrats chose to run on, and it got them the biggest blue wave that they've had since the Watergate era. So certainly uh, protecting health care, uh, trying to get people enrolled in the Affordable Care Act, trying to stop Republican efforts to chip away at it or undermine it, uh, is going to be a big focus for Democrats. And the other one, like I said, is, is, is voting rights. Essentially, you've seen uh, in various states across the country, uh, Republicans raise the issue of voter fraud as a means of um, trying to, uh, you know, inhibit voters who tend to vote Democrat from voting. I think you're going to see a big pushback uh, from Democrats because that's something that the that the caucus can unify behind. Issues like health care, issues like voting rights, uh, I think for many of them issues like climate change are things that unify the caucus. And so if Pelosi is the speaker, I think she knows enough uh, to focus Democratic attentions there. Josh, the president himself has threatened investigations in a response to the possible Democratic investigations. They can play that game, but we can play it better because we have a thing called the United States Senate. And a lot of very questionable things were done between leaks of classified information and many other elements that should not have taken place. How terrified is the White House and the GOP about this newfound power? Well, you know, I think people in the GOP are concerned because Democrats now have subpoena and oversight power and, and, and can't just be uh, you know, squelched in the way that they could when they were in the minority. Trump, I don't really have a good reading on whether he's, he's afraid or not. I mean, he's got a lot to contend with, not just Democrats, but uh, the Mueller investigation. And, you know, judging by the tenor of his tweets, which is usually the best way to get a read on his psyche, he seems to be very upset you know, in the week or so since the election. So uh, certainly there are signs that, that, that he's worried. Uh, but this is something I think most Republicans have known was coming for a while. You know, the outcome mm-hmm. of the election was not a big surprise. And so I think what you have is a new era in Washington where Republicans now are girding to be investigated in a way that they had not been in the first two years of Trump's presidency. Uh, let's talk about the I word now, impeachment, because that wasn't heard too much on the campaign trail. So how will Democrats um, approach this? Well, I think that partly depends on who's leading the Democratic caucus in the House. If it's Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's been explicit that she doesn't think impeachment is a good idea. And in my own talks with Democratic members, there are very few, you know, probably not more than a dozen, who, who want to go ahead with impeachment. So I don't think it's very likely to happen, uh, although it is the sort of you know, media uh, catnip type of topic that will keep it going on cable news and in the headline. But the problem with impeachment is, number one, uh, it's really a political process, and you need the Senate as well as the House in order to impeach a president. Well, the Senate is controlled by Republicans. Uh, they're not going to impeach President Trump, at least not now. And so there's really no point in going forward with it in the House. It'd be a wasted effort. Yeah, I find it kind of ironic that we're talking of impeachment when Monday marks the 20th anniversary of the impeachment hearings of President Clinton beginning. 
have Democrats learned from that era and other eras of um, Republicans having control and knowing what not to do? Yeah, that's a great question. I think they absolutely have. I mean, you don't have to look any further than Dem- uh, President Clinton's impeachment back in, was it, 1998, 1999, uh, backfired tremendously on Republicans. You know, not only did it cost the Republican Speaker Newt Gingrich's job, uh, but Republicans lost control of Congress. Uh, you know, in, in every way, shape, and form, uh, you know, it, di- it didn't work out in a positive way for Republicans. And I think that shows the danger of a kind of, you know, what, what our president might call a partisan witch hunt, uh, trying to, you know, impeach a president where there isn't a broad national sentiment to do that. Now, the one proviso I'd have is that certainly things could change, public opinion could change, if Mueller comes out with a report that shows, you know, collusion, treason, what have you. But, you know, barring something like that, it seems to me that the two parties are, are, are pretty tribal and pretty set in their ways. Washington is going to remain divided. There isn't going to be consensus uh, on what to do with President Trump. So I think what you're going to see is two more years of uh, investigations and counter-investigations, just more of kind of the, the chaos and, and, and cross-party animosity that has characterized the, the first two years of Trump's presidency. In Business Week, you write that Watergate is also a very apt historical parallel to where we are today. Why? Well, you know, one of the things the Democrats are, are intent on doing is trying to push for reforms and using the, the oversight process, Congress's ability to investigate to do that. Uh, you know, it was after Watergate, it was really congressional investigations that did things like set up campaign finance reform and put in place a set of political norms that lasted really for the next 40 years. Um, you know, it, it wasn't until recently, mainly with Donald Trump, that those norms have begun to erode. So I think part of the Democratic project moving forward um, now in the next two years, but especially in 2020, if they're able to win back the White House uh, in the Senate, is to be able to strengthen those reforms, which I think have pretty clearly eroded over the last 10, 20 years of, of inter-party warfare. So back to this current time, though, how will we know if the Democrats have overplayed their hand with investigations and perhaps even impeachment? Well, I think that, you know, you'll, you'll see it in, in public approval ratings. Um, you know, that's, that's the first sign. But I think the real asset test will be in 2020. You know, are Democrats able to keep control of the House? Are they able to depose Trump? Uh, you know, I think if they go off on too much of a partisan extreme, you know, you'd be likely to see the analog to what we saw in 1998 uh, after the Clinton impeachment, which was a backlash against the party for going too far. Now, having said that, uh, you know, there isn't a lot of, of eagerness among Democratic elected officials to go ahead and impeach Trump. Uh, I think the first step is investigations, and everybody I've spoken to on the Hill, th- that seems to be the focus. So where those investigations ultimately lead, we can't say yet. Uh, but I do think that everybody is, is, is looking toward 2020 as being uh, a pivotal election because it's, it's essentially going to be a national referendum on whether or not Democrats and Trump are moving in the right direction. So considering the, the races for the president that are going to start in 2019, considering all these investigations and subpoenas that are going to start in 2019, when people say, wow, 2018 was a crazy year, 2019 is probably going to be even more wild. Oh, almost undoubtedly, because for as crazy as the first two years of Trump's presidency have been, Republicans have been the only ones with power. Um, Democrats could, you know, complain through the media and get on TV, but they didn't have oversight. They didn't have subpoena power. Well, now they do. And along with subpoena power, I think, comes the ability to control the news cycle in a way that they just couldn't under Donald Trump, who was so good at manipulating cable news and media sentiment. Uh, you know, well, now, you know, you can, you can have congressional hearings, you can subpoena people, you can subpoena documents from the White House. 
uh, and produce all sorts of information that we haven't had access to yet. And all indications are the Democrats are going to be very aggressive in their efforts to investigate President Trump uh, and, and conduct some of the oversight that really hasn't happened over the last two years. Josh, thank you. Always a pleasure. Make sure to follow Josh and his reporting on Twitter. He's at Joshua Green. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. Please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.